an agency guy. like Project Checkpoint Hello everyone, welcome to yet another episode of our Project Checkpoint podcast brought to you by the Performance and Project Implementation Monitoring Unit of the Ondo State Government. My name is Amarachi Blessing Ojima and I'm your host for today. Today we have the distinct pleasure of hosting a very special guest, the head of Ondo State Public Service, Pastor Kayode Olaniyi Ogundele. Welcome sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for coming. In today's episode, we will be discussing about the palliative intervention project being implemented in our state. This program aims to provide essential support and relief to our, to Ondo state citizens during these challenging times. And we are excited to have the head of service here who is going to shed more light on the current um, ongoing, the current project that is being carried out in the state. We are going to quickly delve into the questions that we have for the head of service today. First question, sir. What are the significant um, milestones achieved generally in the civil service since your emergence as the head of service? Thank you very much for having me here this afternoon. Um, a lot has been achieved within this, let me say, one year of my assumption of office. Like I used to tell people, I said, I never even knew it would, as, it would be as smooth as it is now. And uh, it's no, there is no other reason for that. And the fact that one has to work with a boss that really understands what it means to, you know, give enough room for the civil service to thrive. You see, uh, we have a governor that believes public servants have a critical role to play in the achievement of his redeemed agenda. And because of that, he's been giving all the necessary motivation, all the necessary support. So what I've been doing as, let me just say, advisor on civil service is that uh, I bring to his table all those things that are critical to ensuring that the civil servants are able to give their best to assist in the achievement of the desire of government to bring good governance to the populace. Now let me talk specifically about some of the things that has been done. I can remember precisely when I came into office, there were some outstanding issues that I met that has to do with uh, the issue of uh, retired uh, officers in the open newspaper. That's a winner. Press. It's, I, when I looked through the file, I discovered it's been there for some time. And uh, I took up the file, put up some few things there. I explained to Mr. Governor why these officers who have retired would need the payment of their 
gratuity on time because for these people because of the nature of their job they are not entitled to pension monthly pension so that is going to be a lifeline for them and it was like a joke within a very short time of discussing the file was with Mr. Governor he approved straight away and to them it was like a magic how could it have been done so soon uh, they have been on this issue for so long. I said, that's the way God works. That God, through Mr. Governor, has answered their prayers because he felt it is something very important to make those who have labored, those who have sacrificed their time and effort to a particular cause, enjoy the benefits of their labor. So they were giving. That was just one. And another one, you know, when I became head of service, we are still having about three months areas of salaries to workers. We are just exiting from the usual AFUSA uh, coinage. Because then, half salary, percentage payment, and things like that. We have just, we've just left that. Government has started paying, but we still have three months areas. And I came in in August. And it was like, how? I said, Mr. Governor has assured that before December, hence, that is going to ensure that the areas will be cleared. When I met with the labor union, they said this can, you know, one of them even went by Blicker. They said he remembered that there is a prophet in the scripture that said Samaria would have a transformation within, it, within 24 hours. And... Uh, he said he wouldn't want to express doubt openly, but that within him he's saying, how would it be possible? But God so good it happened that these workers got it. And uh, one other great thing was that in January, when we were meeting with uh, Mr. Governor, he said that the union went to meet him after the prayers. And uh, they made a special request. They said they were interested in permanent secretaries having vehicles, official vehicles, that for long, most of them have been using private vehicles. And Mr. Governor said, yes, they will look into it. And as I'm talking to you, brand new, in fact, the kind of vehicles Mr. Governor directed should be bought for permanent secretaries now is the first of its kind. It has always been cars, you know, Corolla, and the rest. But for us in Ondo State, permanent secretaries will now be having a GS3. G, GAC. So, it's the first of its kind. And I keep telling them that they are the first set of permanent secretaries to ride the SUV. <laughs> so, that's one other great thing. And you can, you can see that all these efforts... It's uh, they are geared towards ensuring that the public service, public servants are motivated to know that yes, government really cares for them. Now, come back to the issue of uh, leave bonus. Leave bonus for 2022 was paid when I got in there. 2023, we paid. 2023 to the surprise, to the utmost surprise of most workers. They never knew it could come so early. 
So they didn't see it coming. So it was paid. Mr. Governor was just any time. You know, one unique thing about him was that, in fact, for his administration, we had a very robust relationship with our labor unions. In fact, let me say that when it comes to the issue of allocation of our FAC uh, allocation from Abuja, whenever we receive our FAC allocation, it is myself and the union that will first meet and would outline the various items that should be taken care of and would take to Mr. Governor. In fact, one thing that amazes me every time, Mr. Governor, when we take a file for salary payment to him, he will ask, head of service, have you met with these people? Did you, you know, have you wondering? So it's a case of we deciding. You know, it should have been the other way around. Mr. Governor saying, this is what I want to do. This but in this case, it is we that would decide what we feel should be done. And once we get to Mr. Governor, you know, the funny question will be, have you all agreed? And we say, yes. He puts his signature and he says go ahead so that has been another wonderful experience the unions know that now let me come to different requests that have been coming like for the health sector for a long time they have been on this issue of uh, you know there was a time they were saying their money it was it even went viral a young lady went to be telling people that government refused to pay their allowance yeah, thank you. Because there was a kind of staff audit that was carried out in the health sector, and it was discovered that a lot, so a lot of these uh, medical people, they've done what we refer to as japa. <laughs> Yet they were on our payroll. Oh, okay. They did not leave. So that staff audit exposed a lot of things, and because of that staff audit, we had to halt some payment. That was what affected those officers. But while the young lady that went on social media was talking, we had already concluded everything about the payment. And it was just that he was not patient enough. Mr. Governor has given approval and things were already going on. But thank God, at the end of that, we now had the opportunity of saying the, the workers came again, the health workers, that in some states they've been giving them 100% uh, hazard allowance. In actual sense, we asked. We checked with some states. We discovered that the information they gave, as if everybody has done it, was not true. But notwithstanding, we still presented our request and said, we are convinced that it will be good. Since Mr. Governor is interested in motivating the workers, let's give them the 100% hazard. It has been approved. So now they have their yes, time. yes. In, in, in the whole of Nigeria, or particularly, let me come to Southwest, no governor has approved the payment of consequential, uh, the, the, the approval of consequential payment of uh, arrears of pension to retirees. Consequential adjustment means for those who are not covered before they retired with the new minimum wage then. You know, they will still be collecting the old pension based on their old salary. What the governor did now was to say, okay, bring them up so that they can also get arrears of what should have been paid to them after the minimum wage has been approved. 
And that's what we did in the Inondo state. So that was done for all retirees. And so the list kept on going on like that. And we now began to see a situation of Ondo state public service when it comes to welfare of workers becoming the first. Look at the case of oranges. We have an health insurance scheme now that is so robust. I am not even Lagos that people look at as uh, pay setters. Ours is such that it's, it's so robust. It covers the officer, the wife, and four other dependents. Four? Yes. And government pays far higher than what the civil servants contribute into it. So that's another thing. And uh, are we to talk about recruitment recently? You know, uh, we are talking about what happened since I became head of service. Yeah. <laughs> now, since I became head of service, for when the issue of palliatives came, you know that some states started talking about palliatives with promotion. They said uh, letters of promotion to those who have uh, been due for promotion in 2020, 2021. And I opened my mind. I said, wow. As at the time they were talking, on those state government had given promotion for 2023 to all eligible officers. As at 2023. We had already done it. So we couldn't be announcing that as palliative. Yeah, you are ahead of all that We have gone far. Yeah. So that's another thing. And then uh, let's talk about uh, even the issue of the palliative now. When you look at the palliative, before the implementation of palliatives for everybody, we in the public service started earlier than others. Because the moment the fuel subsidy was removed and we discovered that the cost of coming to office was becoming very, very unbearable for workers, what we did precisely was the committee agreed that they would make funds available so that all the bosses within the sector, the public sector, that is, well, no, most of those bosses, you know, some of them, they are there packed, not so good, provided money for the repair of those bosses. We pulled them, and what we started doing was that we allocated those bosses to strategic points around the old city of Akure. And all we're doing is that in the morning, we bring those officers to, to their offices free. And we take them back in the afternoon after close of work. We, we did a little calculation of that. And we saw that in the average, Ondo State Government was subsidizing workers with about 16,000 Naira every month. We have some that are as far high as 24,000. But you see, the, the, the unique thing about it is the fact that it has assisted our workers, one, to be able to avoid truancy, because there won't be an excuse. You have very close to your own place of abode, you have a bus point where you can join the bus to take you to the office. Two, it has also helped us in ensuring that our officers come to office punctually now. Because our buses will get to their point there, and by around 7.15 latest, they have left the point. And within Akure, no matter how far, within 30 minutes, you are the secretariat. So 
That means before eight, most of our officers now are on their desk. So it has assisted in ensuring that they are punctual. And it has also helped to relieve their financial burden. Because for somebody who comes to the office with about 3,000 daily, you can imagine how difficult. The salary would not be able to cover that. So, government has actually taken away that burden. And I wouldn't want to, because when you talk about the civil service, you know, we also have children. Some of our children are in schools, public schools. Now, another additional uh, respite has been brought into it with the school shuttle program. The school shuttle, I had a parent saying that she spends average of 1,500. Transportation. Yes, daily. So, with the free shuttle now, that is also another savings. So, for some, you know, they would say government did not give them 10,000 because um, retirees now in Ondo State are getting 10,000 bonus extra apart from their uh, uh, monthly pension. Retirees are getting 10,000. So, some workers were saying, if you are giving to retirees, why not give to them? And we are telling them that what you are getting in return, is even far more than the 10000 given to retirees. And so what we have now is a situation where uh, workers are being subsidized to maybe the tune of 20000 30000 When you look at the side of their, the children being taken to school free and the officers themselves being brought to their offices or place of work free, that is another very solid one. And uh, I think... So far, in the public service, most of our officers are now saying for this year, uh, a lot a lot of them said for some time they've not been able to have the opportunity of going out on training. Now, apart from using the instrumentality of the Public Service Training Institute, we've also been able to work out a model that has assisted us to pull some officers and get them to some training institutions to help us train them within a week. Already, there is another innovation, innovative uh, step that we are taking. That for all our officers who are getting promoted now, we'll be sending them to Public Service Training Institute to get them at least brushed up to meet up with the demand of their new position. So all these are the things we are bringing into the system to ensure that workers are not still. You know, you need to, 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 to help them perform better, to help them deliver with efficiency, effectiveness. We need to also upskill them. And so what we're doing now with the support of government, because funds have been made available for some of all these things, and that's why we're able to actualize them. And because these funds are there, with the support of Mr. Governor, we have seen a situation where we are now upskilling our staff. And, uh, you know, the palliative is just one of those things. If you talk about palliative now, we are also having very soon some luxurious buses to be bought that will be added to the ones we have already mobilized to be used as transport, uh, to convey officers to and through their places of work. So, I, 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 you, you know, if I, if I just continue to reel them yeah. out, <laughs> eh? a lot so far. So, like, I'm very so confident. much. And I've, 
I've not even spoken about, you know, when we talk about, I, I, I concentrated a little on the public uh, the civil service, the teaching services there, the health sector is there. Very soon now, Mr. Governor had even given the approval. We are already working out the details of how we are going to do that. We are recruiting massively again to fill the gaps in our various health institutions in the state. Yeah, I think the com- the Commissioner for Information mentioned that yesterday. Okay. Yeah, during the podcast section. Yeah. And I think you've like you've done so much listening to you, like you've mm. done so much for the Undo State people and especially mm. those in the civil service since your emergence. And yeah. I must say that it's it's I don't know, I don't even know how to say thank you, sir, because it's important to see a government that is very interested in the well being of the people. I, I I will have to thank Mr. Governor because I, I used to tell people he has made the thing look like this guy is a magician. Whereas I have no magic one than the fact that I have somebody who has been giving support and has been making the job look so ordinary. But then, yes, we yeah. thank Mr. Governor, but like, mm-hmm. it's, it's always very hard to find someone who is actually interested in the people. Mm-hmm. Some people who are put in certain positions to actually yeah. lead are not even interested. They are just concerned about themselves. But yeah. you've been doing things for people in the public service because yeah. you're representing them. So yeah, the governor have like he has his role to play, yeah. but then he must hear from you. If you're not doing anything about it, he won't even do anything about it. So yeah. You are very correct. Uh, and it's because my philosophy is that I'm there and my success will be gauged yeah. by, you know, measured by the impact that we can see on the people I'm asked to lead. I'm their leader. And the essence of my leadership is those people. So if they are not there and the impact of government is not being felt on them, then there must be a disconnect. There must be a problem. And I should look at myself as the person that is not connecting well. And that's what we've been trying to do to ensure that that connection is perfect and superb. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. So, like, from the conversation I've had from you, um, you, you said that you've been taking some workers for training. Yeah. I think that's actually beautiful because now we have people who are going to hold themselves accountable yeah. to actually do what, um, what actually brings um, um, growth to the state. Because if the state has people who are paying attention to the... There is a redeemed agenda, right? Yeah. And then you have workers who understand the goal of this... Uh, human capital development, development is part of... So they, they, they told that line, it brings about development in the state and then yeah. people get to know that, oh, this regime is actually doing what they promised, not just, oh, we said something and we're not just doing the mere words. But then so I would like to come back to the idea of pensions being yeah. paid to um, retirees. Yeah. You mentioned that, I think you said 10,000 naira is being paid yes. to... Every month now we're giving ten thousand naira extra, apart from the usual monthly pensions the state government is paying to retirees okay, in the um, state. I don't know. Do you mind telling us how much is the regu- the actual um, amount they pay ex- outside the ten thousand naira that is being paid to these people? Uh, for pensions, it's always based on you know when you retire. Okay. There is a calculation based on the number of years you have spent. Okay. So, uh, whatever at the gr- and the level, the grade level. You have attained. So, for someone who is a permanent secretary, obviously, he will be collecting the salary he was collecting or she was collecting while in service. From grade level 16, he's graduated. So, the pensions, just like we have salary grade level. Yeah. So, we have different levels for Mm. pension too. So, it depends on where you were when you retired. Okay, so it's not like a specific amount. But, in actual sense, uh, the pension 
the pension um, responsibility of government so far is is with is around the range of two billion. Hmm. Because because um, even for the ten ten that we're doing now, we're spending close to one point five. <coughs> close to one point five. So and that is excluding what is provided for for gratuity. Gratuity is another uh, kettle of fish. Yeah. Every month we also try as much as possible to settle some gratuity for retired workers. And what we've been doing is to systematically project and provide for funds to take care of this on a monthly basis. What government has been spending every month for gratuity has not been less than, you know, for most people they will say, okay, 200 billion or 200 million. But I say, no, because apart from the 200 million, there are still some other special payments that are made. Like what we have done in recent times is to make some savings from the FAC allocation to take care of years. And that's why we've gone back for, for this year now, we've taken care of all outstanding gratuity for people who have, who have uh, retired up to 2013. Oh. So we don't have any outstanding uh, liability to such people. We are already working on starting with 2014. But that's notwithstanding the fact that every month, Ondo State Government provides nothing less than 200 million. Mm. So in a year, we are paying um, as far as um, um, 2.4 billion. We're making provision in a year. So when you see some states come up with uh, two billion, uh, 1 billion and they make news out of it and they say they are paying uh, gratuity to workers to the sum of 1 billion, I would say no. It's because we, we are not making noise about it. What we spend on gratuity every year is far more than that. Because we've been, we are, it has almost become statutory. Every month we have at least 200 million set aside for gratuity. And when you look at that for a year, that's about 2.4 billion. Yeah. That is outside some other commitment that we've been making to ensure that some special groups like the ones I've talked about that we're trying to settle outstanding areas for some years that are, you know, uh, been a little bit uh, far away, you know. We've done it now to the point of ensuring that 2014, people who retired within uh, around 2014, we're trying to see how we can resolve that and get them out of the gratuity liability. Okay, but, but sir, do, do you have like a number, like a data, a number of people you've paid so far since the whole palliative, um, the inception of the palliative intervention project? You mean for the one thousand, uh, for the ten thousand naira? Yes. Um, I would not be. I cannot paint my. I, I know that what we've paid. When you look at the figure, I have an idea of what we paid the last time. We paid about one point two billion. Okay. So if you uh, do a little mathematical calculation of that, it will give you an idea of the, the number, number of people. because we paid mm -hmm. ten thousand. For retirees, so you can see that we have a large number, a large base of uh, retirees in the state. If we have given 
1.2 billion. You can imagine the number of people that have been covered. That we'll be talking about about 120,000. Okay. Oh, I think we should come back to the um, palliative intervention support for civil servants where they have been provided with transportation. How is it being monitored to, um, to bring about effective, um, to bring about accountability and transparency in the execution of this project? Because I don't know how the metrics for, I don't know if you, or simply because if you're a civil servant, you just go to the bus stop, jump into the vehicle and just go um, and join others to wherever they are going to. So like, is there a process, a metric or something? actually manage this? For now, what we do to manage it is to ensure that the civil servant, whoever is joining the bus, will be able to identify himself or herself with his or her ID card. Oh, okay. Yeah. So with that, we are sure we are picking somebody who is one of us. Okay. And uh, virtually every week now, there is a subcommittee responsible for at least monitoring the trend, um, at the end of it, they, they will certainly give us a report of what has been done, uh, at least in terms of how many were you able to convey within the period, maybe let's say for a week, okay. what happens in terms of the flow. Okay. But what we have seen in actual sense is that most of the time, the, the number is always very massive. And that's why we keep expanding. Like what we, the number of fleet of buses we started with has increased okay. because we needed to be getting more buses, repair some that have been, been granted so that we can accommodate more uh, locations where we can put the buses because there are some of those places where we discovered it's like the buses there could not sufficiently meet up with the because initially people thought it's not going to be real but when they now discover this real, it, they, it, we now have a situation where more civil servants are now coming and saying, ah, they have to key into this. So in view of that, you know, more demand, uh, more, 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 you know, more, more pressure. There is more pressure now because the demand is becoming more. Uh, from the public servants. Okay, but is there like a sustainability plan or is it after this palliative intervention a, a, In actual sense, what we planned for for now is that we've planned that this program will continue till around December. Okay. But we are envisaging a situation where by the time the government and the union are able to resolve the issue of uh, the minimum wage, yeah. we might have to suspend the program because what we know now is that the, for the workers, it will be too much on them okay. to be able to cope. But if we now have a situation where a, a, a realistic something that meets up with the economic metrics okay. around us is given to workers as minimum wage, we would know that at that point, they should be able to take care of some of these uh, things. We, we, we may not stop everything completely, but uh, the issue of giving it free might not be necessary again. What we might be thinking of at that time to move forward might be to be thinking of subsidizing it. So, okay. subsidizing it. That's it. Thank you so much, sir. I think this is the last question. Not even a question. <coughs> I think um, we want to hear from you. Other people, our listeners, want to hear from the number one public servant in the state. Mm -hmm. Do you have a message for your people? Because we want to hear you talk about just something of hope. 
No, the, the message, my people, they are the public servants. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the, the message I always have for them is that, you see, our productivity, our ability to discharge our duties efficiently and effectively would have a concomitant effect, a very direct effect on the ability of government to be able to deliver to the populace. And when we do our work effectively, it will also have a way of helping to expand the economic base of Ondo State. And when the state prospers, certainly the workers will also prosper because mm-hmm. in the midst of the financial buoyancy, uh, workers will also have a, a good story to tell. So my challenge to every one of them is, we have been having it so good now. So to whom much is given, much, much is required. also required. We should just keep the flag flying. The old ship mantra is to give my best. We must always focus on giving our best at all times as we carry out our duties and our various desks. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. And I think you're actually giving your best. You are giving your best. And you've been giving your best from Thank the inception you. of your like, coming into office as the head of service. Mm. So we've heard um, from the number one public servant in Ondo State. And we've come to the end of today's conversation. And we want to thank our guest, the head of service, Ondo State Public Service, Pastor Kayode Olaniyi Ogundele, for sharing his perspectives. And to our listeners for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining this enlightening conversation. We hope to have you here some other time, sir. Thank you very much for having me here. It's a privilege. and I so much appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So it's a wrap for today. Kindly subscribe to our podcast channels on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And follow us on all our social media platforms, Pimo ODSG, at Pimo ODSG. Thank you for listening and have a good time. Project Checkpoint.